We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Where can you get meatloaf? Other than the Cheesecake Factory, where are you going to go? Virtual reality. Hi, I'm Danny Murphy. And I'm Evan Real. And Salt Lake City is done reality on teasing us. I mean, I thought just because the reunion ended, but Evan, I think forever, ever, because, well, Miss Monica is on pause. Or I don't know if it's a pause or a Dorinda pause or a what pause, but it is not, a, she will not be filming the upcoming season for now, at least. It's such an interesting turn of events because she's not filming season five, but the showrunner for Salt Lake City is reality von teasing that she could come back in the future after the women are able to cool off. And that is very interesting to me because I was thinking a lot about this, Danny, while I was watching the reunion, and I'm sure you probably had very similar thoughts, but the way that the girls were able to rally around Jen Shaw amid all the sordid allegations against her, like Meredith was able to form a stronger friendship with her. Obviously, Heather Gay was very ride or die. And what she did was she defrauded elderly people and like drained their life savings. They went to support her on trial in New York. Yeah. Right. They made a girl's trip. And and Monica was an Instagram troll. And I, I was like, how can they forgive Jen momentarily, but like not find any grace for Monica? And then I, I thought a little bit, I thought a little bit more about it. And I was like, well, Meredith and Heather and the girlies, they, they weren't the older, the, the Ex- older, like they were being mm-hmm. personally affected by the reality of aunties of it all, which I guess is the difference here. But I do think if they like, take a moment to reflect and realize that Monica's involvement contributed to so much of the success of the season. I know, I I feel like at their core, these women don't want to lose the momentum that Monica gave Salt Lake after Jen's departure. I also think not only like have a moment to reflect, but a moment to refresh their Instagram feeds, their threads, (laughs) their X and everything like that, because social media is kind of like very much saying Monica is delivering everything, lighting up all the women in a way that they haven't been lit up before. Cause I feel it's not just people being like, I love Monica. She just is like, you know, this like core de force, which like she kind of really was, but the way it's like, we, we got a black eye confession from Heather. We got like Lisa shouting, like I've never really seen Lisa shout before besides for when she needed glam and everything like that. So she really was like a necessary chess piece in the game of everything. And I think even Andy on his radio show said that he's like, we're gonna repeat where we don't nothing like Monica is paused. They don't really know what is what with it. And then I couldn't watch the entire thing, but I was seeing on Instagram the clip that Radio Andy posted. And a lot of people were also posting like, is Heather going on pause? Because of what she revealed about lying about production. I mean, I love my, we love our Heather gang, but I do feel a lot of people and even Andy was kind of like when she was like, I maybe said something I thought was funny, fell flat about like someone breaking in on production, trying to cover it up because of like renters insurance and stuff like that. Like she was really spinning a web of lies. And we were talking right before, like that was getting out of her control. 
that I think left a bad taste in everybody's mouth from the reunion. Because I don't think either, neither Monica nor Heather really won the reunion. Yeah, no, def- definitely not. And I, I think, yeah, the, the Heather thing was so disappointing to me because I feel like Heather had such an amazing run towards the end um, season with receipts, proof, timeline, et cetera. Like everyone is so obsessed with her. She was one of like Variety's powerful- Reality women, yeah. Women. Uh, and she w- was not giving that energy uh, during this part of the reunion about the black eye because we honestly, we 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 learned that Jen Shaw is the one who gave her the black eye, but we we didn't get any other details than that. She said that she couldn't remember. And I just, I that's just so hard to believe. I know everyone was like twisted and wasted and having a good time and, and blackout drunk, but weren't like, you should be able to piece like some of- oh the details together like I don't know because the the, we were saying like the the blackness and sort of like goriness of the eye like it it looked like literally took a vase and like jabbed it in her eye like like I don't know what she did but like how do you not remember any any details it's a case for the FBI aka Monica oh I did die. I did die when Monica's like, you guys don't understand. It's what is first she was like, what is stalking anyway? And and then when she's like, the FBI wanted me to do recon to see if she was drinking and driving. He said, get away from Jen Shaw. She's going to prison. And then how did you go from there to becoming an informant against her? Um, I talked to the federal investigators. Did you reach out to them? I did, yes. And said? I said, I have information about your case. Right, yeah. Didn't do herself favors there. None of that made sense. And Lisa Barlow did ask a very important question that I wish we had more time to unpack. Maybe they did, and they just didn't include it in the final cut of the third installment of the reunion. But she was like, you are a mother of four. How do you have time to just go do, like, drive-bys at Jen Shaw's house? And, like, from the footage that they showed... It seems like she did drive-bys at like the big mansion that they rented and yeah. then the um the house that I think was in a uh, Johnny Tsunami. Remember she rented yes. the Johnny yes. Tsunami house? So she she went to the big Come mansion. Around. She went to the Johnny Tsunami house now. and then she recorded herself doing it, which I thought was so weird and we didn't address how we got that footage, but I think you and I have pieced it together that Tanisha must yes. have footage who she was part of reality von Tees. she's also heather gay's hairstylist and the former best friend of monica who heather is still in touch with and i believe still goes to her for her hair okay. i that's- will say her hair looks amazing so i get that point but also heather come on girl i know her the hair did the hair was hair and it did look really good so tanisha obviously is very skilled in uh her profession but yeah it's it's so crazy how like she is putting so much heat on Monica for her involvement in reality Von Tees, but then like mm-hmm. she's not, uh, not holding Tanisha to the same standard and she's still fraternizing with her and sharing previously unlinked videos to leak on the Salt Lake City reunion. It's very, it doesn't make any sense to me, but I guess like this is Heather's only way of ascertaining those mm, videos. That's she, true. Game of chess. Yeah. And also, it's a special bond between glam and glammy. So I feel that is a very fair thing. And, you know, it's like that is where I feel a lot of the biggest secrets get divulged while, while like, our housewives and et cetera are sitting in the hair makeup chairs. So maybe Heather was, like, is just saying, like, get an NDA to sign it out and I, I or something like that. Because it is very confusing. And I wonder if the other ladies are going to be a little tired of that if that is the continued 
trajectory because if they don't get tired of that, I'd kind of be like, so why is Monica, what what are we doing here with it? And I'd also add on, because Lisa, I do, I am curious too about Monica's uh, being able to drive all the time. I love a working mom to have hobbies. I know what you, I know what Lisa was saying. Like maybe that's not the best hobby or use of time. And I was also, I was shocked at how many clips they have from it. And I further was shocked when Andy was like, Monica, I love how much you're not getting that these ladies are mad about this. Do you feel Monica really thinks she was like Robin Hood, like doing her vigilante moment for justice? Or do you think that was just what she was like, I'm painted in a corner, this is my best option? I I do think there is a part of her that feels like she was Robin Hood because I think in her mind, what she thought she was doing was highlighting how mm. terrible of a person Jen Shaw was by, you know, sharing, for instance, which came up on the reunion, her sharing repeatedly that um, anti-LGBTQ slur that Jen allegedly used about Heather Gay. I think in, in Monica's mind, a part of her was like, I want to let the world know that Jen Shaw, who has aligned herself with the gay community in the past, is not the person you think she is. In mm. fact, she is, you know, using slurs about the queer community to describe Heather Gay. So that's that on that. What I don't, the part that she wasn't understanding and that Andy Cohen had to like very comprehensively explain to her is that when you repeatedly share hurtful remarks about someone, whether you're trying to expose them or not, perpetuating those very, 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 very unkind things online, it's it's gonna affect the person that it's being said about. And that's the part that she wasn't really understanding. Maybe there was a part of her that was like thinking Heather would be like, oh yeah, like she did say that about me. Like f that bitch. Like I like I don't yeah. know. It sort of was really like uh I don't hate you because you're fat. You're fat because I hate you pull out yeah. burn book where she was like, no, isn't that a good thing? Like you mean it? Like so it kind of was just I, nothing was getting through Monica's head. I think because she was very heated and obviously on such a defensive situation. I think honestly, is the only winner really that came out of the reunion, Angie Kay? Because yeah. she, <laughs> you, you told me when this season started that I'd be saying that, I'd be like, not quite. But she was right at Monica, really funny, really ruthless, everything like it. And I feel did a fabulous job. She was right there in the pocket. Like the read that she did on part two about like, I'm good with children. I thought that was oh. good, so quick, so smart. She really was slaying throughout the entirety of the reunions. And I will say, I think that her look was my favorite. It was so hot. She looked amazing. That dress was absolutely fire. So shout out to Angie K. You had such a stellar uh, performance on the reunion. And I'm sure she was, I, I feel, okay, so this is the one thing about Angie K that I do want to say, okay. is that she seems to be the one who interacted the most with reality Vontees, the mm. Instagram, liking messages, liking Instagram posts, et cetera, whatever, kind of like giving the people behind reality Vontees the hype that they needed to keep going. Mm. And I feel like she probably interacted the most with reality Vontees when she wasn't a snowflake holder, maybe when she was a friend of, when she was gunning yes. for that. Like, so there was some sort of like incentive for her to get in the mix in this way i'm not really sure or just liking the attention and that's okay exactly yeah. exactly and i i feel like we didn't really have a moment to 
unpack all of Angie K's mm. interactions with reality Von Tees. And I'm sure she was so grateful that there were other <laughs> things to talk about because that would not have been a good look for Angie K. Now, what we didn't see, we didn't see screenshots or evidence that the other girls really interacted with the page, That's which true. Monica claimed that they were all fans of the page. And maybe they were. I bet you before it got to a place where Reality Vontees was targeting like the core four and they were just going after Jen Shaw. They probably did appreciate that because this page was probably saying things about Jen Shaw that they, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. felt like they couldn't say at the time. Because as we learned yesterday, like <laughs> they were all scared of her in some capacity, especially Heather. Also, Whitney is very scared of Mary Cosby. Well, she said, she was like, I'm not scared of you. I'm scared of how you would react, which was like an interesting. Yeah, that. What an interesting whole situation. I do think, I think Andy wants Mary Cosby back because I think he loves Mary Cosby. I could see, I would hope maybe with the help of Meredith, Mary Cosby and Whitney could kind of get on the, get on a little uh, mended fences. Next also season. Meredith saying that she and Mary have had words and they like, uh, where were the cameras there? Because the thing that I want to see is Meredith and Mary figuring out how to move forward after a contentious situation because like think about mary and her unfiltered mouth plus meredith and her sat vocabulary like that is just reality tv magic and i i gotta see that so mary please come back so you can have a little tip with meredith we can see you find do that whole conflict and resolution thing together then maybe because mary told me a few months ago that she was the only one who left the reunion with some love in her heart for monica and that mm -hmm. she would be to film with Monica so maybe it's like Meredith and Mary have a little thing then they make up and then Meredith finds out that Monica and Mary are secretly hanging out and then Ooh. Mary's like girl come on like let's give Monica another chance and then Meredith's like okay and then we end up like at a dinner and it's all wonderful again I don't know I don't think that will go like that but I love <laughs> the dreamer in you you may you may <laughs> yeah. say he's a dreamer it probably would go the dinner would go as well as the night one dinner on the Beverly Hills trip this week because I, the vibes were starting so right. You had the handsome chef, you had salmon that melted and oozed in the mouth, some moose bouche, you know, had some gazpacho. And then you had Anne Marie saying, Well, let's talk about it, Crystal. And talk about it, she did. We took it all, we brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Anne Marie, Anna Marie had so much to say about her interactions with Crystal before she got her, a hold of her diamond, before cameras picked up for the season in Beverly Hills. I mean, she said that the girls were uneducated, and then Crystal very strongly denied that she ever said that. But then we got a flashback to about four years ago during her uh, first part of her Beverly Hills journey, where she said just that. She said these girls are savvy but they are uneducated. And as Anna Marie was saying all this stuff that Crystal allegedly said, it seemed like every girl in the room was like nodding their head. Like, mm -hmm. that, I believe that 100%. Like Erica and Dorit, like even said later on that, like they fully they, 
she said could so see that happening. And also it kind of goes with Crystal's tagline this season. Cause isn't it like they say like wisdom comes with age, but I prove them wrong. Like she leaned into that. And also Crystal got a little bit, of course she would be on the defense because someone is like saying things at her. But when Garcelle was like, did you say it? And she goes like, I'm insulted. You even asked that. I'm like, that's not the, yeah, you, 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 there's, there's something back there that you're like, oh, fuck. Maybe Crystal didn't really remember the entire conversation. So she's like, what did I say to Anna Marie? She's like, I didn't realize, I thought we were going to be good friends because they had, Anna Marie told us that they had mutual friends. Maybe Crystal thought she could talk about some stuff in confidence to her, but she forgot that in Housewives, confidence only lasts through like one or two episodes. Yeah, it was a it was a tough situation for Crystal, and then man, that Dorit confessional. Child bride. While you were busy getting married at twelve, the rest of us were building businesses, graduating college, doing things. Oh, child bride! You were out here getting married at twelve years old while I was running a business or building a business, and I was just like, oh my god, Dorit! Like Dorit, Dorit went there. That's like. An activated, because Dorit's been like, you know, before this season, she's been like laying low, a little kumbaya. This season, she's not afraid to be activated. And I feel like when- oh, Dorit, Eagle Woman has left. Right, right, yeah. Oh yeah, we're, we're Eagle Woman needs to meet these girls in Spain. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like because Dorit did go, uh, kind of go for the jugular, which I, I'm not mad when, when Dorit goes for the jugular, it's 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 pretty magical. Um. But she did. And so that makes me think that like she, I, I just feel like she and Crystal Wait. are going to go their separate ways. After I'm this. also LOLing because I'm pretty sure the after show groupings, Dorit and Crystal do that together. So what is the one, what is that going to be like? Oh, yeah. Uh -oh. It's going to be tough. Okay. Well, maybe uh -oh. like a little preview of like the uh -oh. reunion. Unless, unless some chairs are moving all around for that. And I also like when uh, Crystal's like, would I ever call myself a socialite? And and everyone's like, what are we all talking about? I well, okay. Kyle is like, real socialites don't call themselves socialites. And Kyle is the aunt of Paris Hilton and the sister of Kathy Hilton. So she knows a thing or two about socialites. It was just like, ugh, so awkward for Crystal, but it really highlighted for me how checked out Kyle seems to be on this trip. Danny, we were talking earlier and I was like, I, I feel like she was like talking to the children ghosts at night being like, where's Morgan? Where? Is where? Morgan? It feels where? like she just wishes Morgan would appear so she could have her oh. like leather panted sister to hang yes. out with. To go on walks with. Yeah, yes. She's over it. I think she's just very over so much of it. And she's trying her best. She's like, I'm putting on my cute little outfit. Gotta come down, but then she was the first one to run out when they were able to kind of be like, okay, this dinner I think is done. She's like, I, I cannot, I cannot. And I don't know, I mean, maybe she, maybe it's a entire familial thing because I know she's on a major health kick right now, but maybe she was just missing some Cheesecake Factory because that apparently is a genetic trait of the Richard Hilton hierarchy family. <laughs> Danny, I... <laughs> I, as you know, I chatted with Kathy Hilton at her house in Bel Air, which is beautiful, by the way, last week. Um, and she was promoting her Smirnoff Ice Mash Tea it's campaign, so which came with this whole like Broadway style commercial. She's singing, she's dancing, she's doing her thing. It's, it's truly everything that I have ever needed from 
Kathy Hilton, and I hope she is the next one to play Roxy Hart on Broadway. Oh, please. Ariana and to run. But what I didn't expect to hear from Kathy is that she and Rick have once a week cheesecake factory dates. I'm, I, I was just like, what? Yeah, I just, I want to be, I just kind of want to get back into the groove. Yeah, well, I love that you're getting back into the groove by going to the Cheesecake Factory with Rick. I feel like if I was at the Cheesecake Factory and saw Rick and Kathy Hilton walk in, my like entire life would be made. I, I love that you go there for date nights. We, uh, I, yeah, we we go there once a week. But then, I, then I like started to think about it. I was like, okay, this is a girl who like drinks Red Bull and eats chips in bed at three o'clock in the morning. So maybe like Cheesecake Factory does make sense for also amazing that. comfy booths. Like there also is an opulence to Cheesecake Factory. Oh, 100%. And there is, I forget that there is, because I always think, because I live in LA, I always think about Cheesecake Factory at the Grove, but there is a Cheesecake Factory right there in Beverly Hills. I don't know. I don't think it's on Rodeo, but I think it's very close to Rodeo. That It's like very close to like Mastro's and like all the like Shishi Marie places okay. in Beverly Hills. So like, I was reading the comments on this clip of Kathy Hilton that we posted, which has like gone viral and taken off like Paris Hilton and the Cheesecake Factory all commented on it but a lot of people were saying like the cheesecake factory in beverly hills is like a step above the rest like it is like the go-to. it's the original it's the nicest like it's different than the other so you and i need to check out the beverly hills cheesecake you know i'm flying right now uh because i love (laughs) an elegance also i didn't know it was the original one and i don't know if you've been seeing the comments because a lot of people want more breakdown of the menu items because now the conspiracy theory is that rick loves the chicken mylard or millard what is it yeah yes okay so i want to apologize i was to... gonna say you, you might need to clear up some air yes i do I, I really want to apologize to the cheesecake factory enthusiast community because a lot of people have accused me of leading the witness leading the... i did not mean to put words in kathy's mouth but she said Rick likes the chicken and then she took a bit of a beat and I was like, oh, the chicken Alfredo because like, I know- That's where my mind would go to. Right, the chicken Alfredo is like one of the most iconic and most caloric menu items on the Cheesecake Factory's menu. And she was, she did agree. She was like, yes, like he likes that one, but he also likes the chicken that you dip, which I think might be, there's like a chicken my lard situation. And then there's also some sort of like a secret menu item buffalo chicken dipper situation and so people are very upset with me that I was not able to get the truth from Kathy Hilton about what Rick likes to eat at the Cheesecake Factory so next time I chat with her I promise you I'll get the full details but she did say all their food is good so I'm sure that Rick can't go wrong Right, and I'm sure that Rick enjoys many of the chicken. Yeah, because oh, next time you chat with her, it's going to be at Cheesecake Factory. I hope so, and I hope over a big plate of meatloaf, which is Kathy Hilton's uh, choice at the Cheesecake Factory. She, she did say, she was like, where else can you get Money. meatloaf? And she's not wrong. Like, what LA is you. Can you order meatloaf? You think you go to Gracias Madre and get meatloaf? No. No. Like, I do not Maybe Craig, no, Craig's doesn't have meatloaf. Craig's would not do meatloaf. I don't think so. I got, I got to double check. I don't want to give you guys wrong information again. Yeah, but I feel, you know, Kathy is, she wants, it's like, because that's the thing. Cheesecake Factory is just like that chic of the past. And she also told you that she misses um, LA's vibrancy. So if you live in LA, paint the town for Kathy, I guess. 
Yeah, she said that LA at the start of 2024 has just been super sleepy and she misses the the old vibes. She's like, where did the vibes go? Where did the people go? She was like, we walked out of Cheesecake Factory at 8.30 p.m. and the streets were dead. But she did mention that inside the Cheesecake Factory, you know, patrons are plentiful and spirits are high. And it's the one place you can really have fun in Los oh. Angeles. And by the way, this episode is not sponsored by the Cheesecake Factory, but Cheesecake Factory, if you are listening and you're open to it, Danny and I will do please. anything and everything to we'll be skinny luscious, please. If you loved gossiping with us, and I know you do, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Virtual Reality by Page Six. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.